time today, I shared with you some of my memories and feelings being mishamish, such an Adam Gadol, and such a Tzadik. And I think our session ended with discussing the close of Agarebi during the war and after the war. And one of the things that are a testament to his Messirus Nefesh is the fact that after all the other Gedalim and Rebbeim left Germany, and they were well established in America, and it's so that Weizenberg was still in Germany. And believe me, after losing a wife and 11 children to that cursed land, he was as anxious as anyone just to get out and to run away and to come to Israel, or at least to a free world in America. But he stayed on serving those remnants, and as long as most of them didn't leave, he felt that it was his responsibility to be with his flock, with Amul Basis Royal. And he came to America more than a year after most of the others were already in America and well established. And that was out of his concern and love for Sha'eris Haplato. So the Khalisa Magarebi was a man of many contradictions. And sometimes that is a reflection of true greatness. On one hand, he was a real god of the title, a tremendous Ilwi and a And he wrote Shuvis. And the Khalisa Magarebi established a new meaning after 300 years of Hasidus. He's the only Rebbe since the Vashemta that said a pilpul Friday night that is Tish. Not even the Divachayim did that. That is a pure Klesenburg of Minat. And that was just an expression of his godless and Torah, of his love of Torah. So on one hand, he was a huge master. And on the other hand, he spent thousands of hours in Askanos. You know what it is to build a hospital? going back 50 years in Israel with the bureaucracy and raising the money, why would a Rebbe want to build a hospital? Do we need a Kloisenberger hospital for Kloisenberger Hasidim? Did any Rebbe ever build a hospital? No, they did. It was part of his general Ashkofa. So, the Khalisa Magarebi met Ben Gurion many years ago, and they had a fascinating conversation. And David Ben Gurion asked the Khalisa Magarebi, What are your minimal expectations of what will be the maximum from your point of view? What do you expect when you're coming to live in Israel? Khalisa Magarebi responded, My minimal expectation is that you will let me wear my shtrime. My maximum expectation is that I'll be successful in having you wear a shtrime. Okay, so his expectations were fulfilled somewhere in the middle. And the Khalizim HaGalevis HaShkofu was, and he expressed this in these words. He said, many of us think that we need to let the non 
build the schools, build the hospitals, and they'll invite us to create a mezuzah. I think we need to be the hospital, and we'll invite them to participate in Kriyas HaMezuzah. That was part of his Ashkafa, that we need to be involved and engaged, and that is part of Kiddushim Shemayim, and we bear responsibility for Klan Yisrael and for all aspects of Klan Yisrael. The Gashmias as well as the Ruchnias. So this is unprecedented. Bechlal Rebbe building hospital. It had nothing to do with enhancing the growth of his chutzah. Nothing. The most natural thing for a Rebbe or a leader would be to invest in your community, build your following. A hospital doesn't fit into the context of building a chutzah, building a following. And you can imagine how much effort and time it takes for a little adult that was really shakua and tighter. That's the serious nefesh. So after the war, after the Holocaust, my father was one of the closest people to the place of Badi Rebbe, and he helped him in all those plans and endeavors and activities. And my father was also a great Elu. After a year, my father came to his Rebbe and he said, I think it's enough. I spent enough time for community service. I want to go back to learn. I haven't opened the Gemara for two and a half years. And I'm going to Yeshiva. I'm going back to learn. Please find others. The Rebbe harshly frowned down on him. And he said, Moshe, you know nothing about Messias Nefesh. Nothing about Messias Nefesh. You think that Messias Nefesh is when a person deprives himself from food, from drinks. That is Messias at Gulf. That is about giving your body to a Kodesh Baruch Messias Nefesh means closing the Gemara for a Kodesh Baruch sake. And I think that made a tremendous impression. So the Kodesh Magadabu was a heat of ultimate Messias Nefesh. Nobody loved Taita more than him. Nobody loved learning more than him. But he was totally committed to the service of a Kodesh Baruch on Klan Yisrael. To him, to establish communities, build houses, build kiryat, shunat, build a hospital, was the ultimate Messias Nefesh. And he never really cared about his chotzer. So one of his great projects was Kail Shas and Mifamas Shas, catering to the entire world of Bnei Tzayla, not his own Hasidim. So when other Rebbeim were busy building their chotzer, their life, their following, investing in their chassidim. The Klesim invested in Klan Yisrael, in the future of Klan Yisrael in its entirety. And that was part of his greatness. I cannot conclude my talk without addressing his tabernacle. He was the greatest player Hashem of his era. And just to look at him down was such an experience. He used to cry almost by every Shemayinesa. And he used to that very long. And he used to talk to a Kodesh Baruch in Yiddish. I don't know whether any of you ever heard the close of the probably not, but maybe you heard recordings. So one of the phrases he used to use was Tate Kroin. Kroin is a keta, a crown. 
I don't know where he picked it up, probably by his father. In the middle of the Shemaynes, he used to talk to Kodesh Baruch. Kebena Meschata Bifneyonov. Heiling a tata. Tata Kroim. So there's a tshuva in Imre Yosho. And some say, he was the Shoyo. And the Imre Yosho deals with the question, could you be Mavsik in Shemaynesa and asking because she said Yiddish? And the Imre Yosho says, he was the greatest person of his generation in Galicia. He says, it's not the right thing to do, but Sadiqim sometimes did so. And it's not a Hefsa. So the first of the closing of the Rebbe were legendary. Like the Moran Brocha says about the Kiva, Men Nichayodah Bisovisuva Masay Bisovisacheres. His davening was with Pchis Neirois. And um, it was an awesome experience just to look at his davening. So there's a story told that goes back to the closing of the Rebbe when he was a very young Avreich. So his father passed away when he was 13 years old. And when he was 14, he was crowned as a Rebbe. The Kletzer Magrebe's father-in-law was a brother of the Satmar Rebbe, of the Divrayoil. So the Divrayoil was his uncle. And he was instrumental in getting him the post, the job of being a Rav, of the Hasidic, the Sephardi Shur in Kleisenburg, in Cluj. So the story is told that the Minchas of the Munkachirah once came to Kleisenburg. And the meaning in Hungary was, regardless of your age and your status, when you came to a town, you came to visit the Morada Asri. So the Minchas was one of the great Rabbein. Kleisenburg was a younger man. But the Munkacha was in town, so he sent his Gabai check out the Kloyzen Magarov, could I come to visit? The boy comes back and he says, he's a middle of Navarin. So the Minchas says him, so go back and see where he holds in his davening. The boy comes back and he says, Vayavorech David. And the Minchas asks, is it Vayavorech or David? Where does he hold? That's a joke. But yes, question is a relevant question. Is it via Borech or David? Because you can never know in advance. Via Borech David can take three minutes, it can take a half hour. Because he was Makayim what Chazal say in others. Altas Tfilas Hukva Kiyem Rachamim Vitachnunim Lefnea Mokayim. His davening was the ultimate rachamim v'tachnunim. You can never know in advance how long it will take. And it was always b'chiris. And it was a spectacle that, that was unparalleled. We didn't see this in any other god of our time. So he was amoy Torah, amoy tzeloi sreindi Yisroel. He dedicated his entire life with Messias Nefesh to avoid the Hashem and to the service of Kalan Yisrael. And that was so special about this giant, this tzaddik, this godel. It was a schus, really. I think it was a tremendous schus and a privilege to be Mishamish. And I had 
many hours of prime time and some very close and personal conversations, which uh, maybe we will further discuss at another opportunity. So generally he was more in the style of Matl Morabical Medan. But sometimes in private conversations he was extremely warm and fatherly and embracing. So I just shared with you some fundamental feelings and experiences that I had with the Klaise So I hope you had an inspiring day and I hope I enhanced your experience somewhat and we shared some very important Dibri and Dibri Mahshava and um, I see this as a privilege 